Travel is a Catalyst for Transformation. And this is what we talk about every week on the Travel Coach Podcast. Here, inspiring stories of people whose lives have been changed through travel. Some have uncovered new strength, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual, while others have discovered new potential for relationships or careers. All have found that travel helps to chart a new path. Tune in and jump on board. It might empower you to realize your own travel dreams. Christine Weinbrenner Eirik, welcome to The Travel Coach. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. I'm so happy to have you on board. I was looking forward to this conversation a lot. And I know you are feeling under the weather as well, so thank you for being here. Yeah. I we'll have get... also a little bit of cough, so maybe you're going to hear as well. Hopefully we can go um, with no problem. Yeah. Yeah. So we want to start, if you want to introduce yourself so we can get to know you a little bit better, who you are, what you do. Okay. Um, well, as you mentioned, I'm Christine weinbrenner Eirik, and I am the founder and guide at Lotus Sojourns, where I design um, mindful adventure journeys for women that I create in connection or in support of uh, local social impact projects and also design them using responsible tourism philosophy. And um, I am also the host of the Soul of Travel podcast, um, which I'm so glad that you joined me on, um, where I highlight uh, women who are doing um, impactful and meaningful work in the field of tourism. Beautiful. Yeah, amazing podcast indeed. I was so happy to be there as well. <laughs> so, you know, Christine, that the Travel Coach podcast is all about stories of transformation. So I would like if you can share with us, what does transformation mean to you in a couple of words? Um, I think transformation for me means the journey of understanding ourselves and doesn't necessarily mean um, a process of changing yourself, but changing relationship with yourself. I feel like that is for me what transformation really means. Thank you. Yeah, beautiful put. So... What would you say is the most transformational travel experience you ever had? Um, I think the one that comes to mind as the most impactful was a journey that I took to Guatemala in 2019, which um, ironically ended up being my last travel journey before the pandemic began. Um, so that might have even amplified the, the impact of it. Yeah, the memory, right? Was mm -hmm. the last one. So how, was, how would you ex explain, how was your life situation, personally, professionally, before the trip? Um, it was the first trip that I designed for Lotus Sojourns. So I was kind of very much in this um, new space of, I guess, curiosity about what my business would mean to the world. Um, and so it was really this first time guiding a woman. Um, I ended up just taking one woman on this trip. Um, and so I was just kind of in this new space, I guess, of curiosity. Yeah. And it can relate a lot, you know, in starting a business, in travel, just before the pandemic. And we were going to talk about this as well later, right? But yeah. uh, I suppose you, well, we didn't, we didn't know this at that point. Right. <laughs> so what happened when you were in the trip? What, were, what was the experience? Were you traveling with your client as well? Yeah, I was. And she ended up being um, 
or kind of through the process of before we traveled and through our travel experiences became very good friends. Um, uh, my really the experience, I guess, to back it up is I had always kind of had this calling or this feeling like I needed to go to Guatemala. And um, as I was beginning to conceptualize what I wanted out of my company, I shared it with a woman that I know um, through another organization I was working with and um, just told her how I wanted to create a space for connection for women um, to connect with other travelers, but to also connect with women in a country. And I really wanted to also highlight culture and social impact. And she ran a runs a um, women's artisan cooperative. And we just immediately connected on that vision. And so it was like, I had this heart song telling me to go there. And then I met this woman who is a great mentor to me, Maria Pacheco. And um, so we just put the wheels in motion. And so this like underlying nudge to come there was like that call to adventure or that call of the soul and I was just really answering it and actually this woman who came with me it was also very like kind of spiritually guided we had just met we were going to some other event together and I said do you by any chance want to go to Guatemala with me in a month <laughs> and she just was like yes and so um, the whole trip had this spirit of um, of like soul searching and like answering that call for both of us and so just throughout the whole trip there was this practice of like being open to receiving and saying yes when something felt right like from the very beginning and then each day on the trip for both of us we would have these really profound moments and think well that was it this trip couldn't give us another experience that was that close to our hearts and this, the next day, we'd be like, it happened again. <laughs> so it was just, I don't know if you want more specifics, but it was just this energy of, again, kind of curiosity and openness, um, and then just really listening to what we needed in that moment, and then the universe and this trip and this adventure providing it for us. That's, that's amazing. And I would love more specifics, but before that, I just want to, you know, highlight, so two people who were looking the same, who were, feeling, who were feeling called to go to the same destination, to the same place, and you met, you know, you didn't know each other before this event, I understand, mm -hmm. right? So you just met in the event, and you were, I suppose, so in, in some transition in your life, or in some moment of your life that you were looking for something? Yeah, I mean, I just really, I guess what I really needed was confirmation that this bigger vision I had for my travel company was the truth. Mm -hmm. And me, what I knew is that for me, travel all throughout my life has been really powerful. And, and in terms of transformation, always giving me this insight to my true self. And what I wanted is for women to have that experience. And I knew it existed in my heart and my mind, but I hadn't seen it come to fruition. So that that's what I really needed from, from this experience. So this other woman for you was the confirmation that, yes, this is real. We are going to make this happen. Yes. And you manifested it this way. Yeah. And it, it just, um, as I watched us both go through this journey, like myself as a participant and as a guide, and then her as a participant, um, I just 
I was so sure that this is what needed to happen. Like the connections she made, enjoying the connections we made with the artisans, seeing what that brought out of them. When we just happened to meet with a random tea shop owner and it was again, this like kismet happens. Like every time along the way, I just could see with the intention of like connection and community and love and belonging, what would keep happening. And by the end of the journey, knowing like as many women as I could invite to have this experience, like I was sure I, I just, it gave me that sureness that this is what I could do to create connection and create like self-love for other women. Yeah. Was, was uh, these other women with you also going through a transition? Do you know uh, if it was something that was aligned with your purpose as well or was totally different? Uh a little bit like I, she also was kind of in a career transition and a life transition moving from one place to another and i think also looking just for that affirmation that that what she thought her greater purpose was was true and it, it was so interesting because this trip really spoke to both of us in different ways but really confirmed this kind of deeper questioning that we had like it just kept showing up and saying yes, this is what you're meant to do. And um, Guatemala has a very spiritual quality about it. And so I think both of us tapping into that energy at the same time really allowed for us to also like be embraced by that energy. Um, but yeah, it was, it was very, it was really powerful to see the validation for both of us to know that we were kind of on this trajectory that was aligned with who we really are. Yeah, I was wondering that. Why Guatemala, right? Why, why this destination specifically? Do you have mm -hmm. a reason or was it just an intuition or is, is something uh, special for I you? Intuition, but there was, I don't, there was something like every time it would come up and for her too, she's like, I don't really even know anything about Guatemala, but it just keeps coming up. And I did have this deep connection through this work with this artisan cooperative where I, I felt like it would be a great starting point for my company. Um, but I didn't really understand why. And also shortly before this trip, my grandmother had passed away. And I also felt this weird sense of like her needing me to go there or me needing to go there as a sense of almost like closure or reconnection to her. And again, this sense of it being this spiritual destination. Um, I think that all kind of played into this not really selection process because I feel like Guatemala like selected me. I didn't select it, but. That's so beautiful. You were mentioning earlier that it happened some synchronicities, something when you were there that was like, okay, this cannot be better. Mm -hmm. There are some examples so we can understand. Um, yeah, I, I think just um, like, for instance, our very first trip, we, well, we ended up taking a hike to a volcano and um, the person that ended up booking to share our cab with us um, was was a man from, I don't know, somewhere in the East Coast. 
but he was really traveling and seeking and what he needed was kind of this information we both had to share. So we had this really deep, beautiful conversation in the taxi. We hiked together and it was this really profound kind of physically challenging journey that we all did together that immediately created connection and like fueled that desire for me personally to know that this kind of deeper connection can happen happen and that it does in fact happen like at an accelerated pace through travel and through like physical challenges which was something that I was I believe to be true but again hadn't really executed in this way and then um we went to a village um, as a part of the artisan cooperative and as I mentioned like I had this really deep connection to my grandmother on this journey and while we were in this village connecting with the artisans, they asked us if we wanted to cook with the children in the village who were there that day in the community center. And I was like, oh, absolutely. Um, I love to bake. I love baking with my children. It's this really familial space for me. And my grandmother was a great baker. And um, when everyone in our family gets married, she gifts them this certain kind of stand mixer. <laughs> which is kind of a random thing. But we went back into their little kitchen and they said, we were just donated all these stand mixers and we don't know how to use them. And it's the exact same kind my grandmother gives me. And so I was just like in tears. I was like, oh, she is so here with me. This is the first sign. And so I got to bake with these kids. Uh, it was an amazing day. I was reading with them. I just, it felt so nourishing. Um, there were some other activities with the women that I won't go into, but again, just like, really, I really could see my vision coming to life. And then um, we went to Lake Aditlan, which for the Mayan people there is a very sacred space where they believe that you can kind of connect to all the realms. And again, just this nudge of my grandmother being with me, we did this meditation in the island, or in the island, in the middle of the lake. And when we were there, I could hear her speaking to me and then we went to meet a shaman to learn about our uh, Nawal, which is like your Mayan birth sign and what that means, like what your personality is and how that like shows up in your life. And the woman that we met just like every time she smiled, she was my grandma. Like I could just feel her there as well. And, um, we had this beautiful ceremony, which for me, I'm really interested about connecting with indigenous cultures. And it just was such a privilege for this man to share this with us. And then my Nawal, my sign, um, turned out to be the same as this woman who brought me to Guatemala, this woman that I originally told my vision to. And so it was like this, again, this like connection just kept painting itself and she called me on the lake right afterward and I told her and she was like oh I just should have known I should have known and um and again just this magic and for me this was also a time when I was really questioning like my spirituality my intuition this like connection to something greater than myself and really trying to trust that. And it was like, Guatemala was just like, believe. <laughs> so that was really, it just showed up again and again and again. That's amazing, Christine. And, and all these synchronicities and signs that you said, you know, is like goosebumps. 
Mm-hmm. Do you think that all this could happen in the U.S.? without leaving your country? Because you can meet also people there, right? And you can make yeah. signs. Why do you think you needed to travel to experience um, I think, um, I agree. I think you don't necessarily need to travel far to have these experiences. I do believe traveling um, like opens us up to this because we're kind of in a more vulnerable state. We're not operating on autopilot, which is, I think, how we spend a lot of our life. Um, and I have talked a lot about this during the pandemic that even to kind of like tap into this openness and awareness and curiosity that I believe like leads to this transformation and understanding, just like choosing to go somewhere in your own city or choosing to drive a different way to pick up your kids or go to work, um, anything that gets you out of this like inward autopilot and outward into this outward open and receiving state I think can also create this magic <laughs> yeah, totally agree you are out of your comfort zone you are not in your subconscious programs automatic programs you break mm-hmm. all this conditioning and then you are present and you are mm-hmm. able to see things that you didn't see before that you cannot see in your familiar environment yeah, definitely. yeah. That's amazing. So I understand you were planning all this um, trip, right, uh, from, from the U.S. What was the challenge or how did you plan? How, where did you start? How was a bit? Tell me a little bit about the planning as well, how it went. How, how I planned for my trip to Guatemala? Mm-hmm. Um, again, it was, I guess, like cultivating this process of self-trust was the immediately when um, Maria said that I see your vision, let's bring this to life just kind of, I'm a planner, which makes sense as a travel planner. I've been like a control, I say I'm a recovering like control freak. I'm really trying to like, I know that the magic happens when I let go of my boundary or of my like strict rigidity. And so I really leaned into trusting, like I said, the feelings that I wanna feel when I'm traveling the type of people I want to meet and like the experiences I want to create. And I really allowed this trusted partner in Guatemala to bring what they know and what they love about their country together for me. Um, So that was really a part of my planning process was to really put some trust in others to allow them to really show me what they thought I needed in terms of um, those feelings. And then I think that's also what was the catalyst for the, for really the country itself to just give me what I needed throughout this trip. So it's, there's nothing like really strategic about that other than I think, like you said, this like letting go and this opening and really being out of your comfort zone and open to possibilities, I think a really important mind state which again, I think you can create in a lot of different places and situations. So I understand your planning was more in, in the, around the mindset, mm-hmm. and what you want, more inwards and more the logistic part you delegated to the person who lives there at a local, knows better, yeah. right? Especially if you've never been before. Right. You were preparing about, okay, why I want to travel, what was the purpose of the trip, you know, the people you want to meet, all these was the, the preparation that you did 
especially yeah. to make sure you have all these insights as well and, and mm -hmm. this transformation, right? Facilitating yeah. the transformation once in destination. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And this was, um, I had been thinking about how travel is transformational and why and getting really intentional about, like you said, setting an intention for the trip, not, not with the intention of like maybe in the past it might be to like see this item, see this thing, experience this thing, but like what do I really want to feel? What emotions do I want to tap into? What, what is my greater purpose for this journey? And so I think that was a very different way of approaching travel. I had kind of done this before, but, but this was really a time when I had started very clearly on that path. Makes sense. What do you think was the biggest challenge that you had to overcome to make this trip a reality? Um, well, I think for me, um, some of it really started with prioritizing myself um, and really taking the time to bring my vision for my company to life. I have three little girls. And so this was one of the first times where I really said yes to myself since having them. And um, that's a huge thing. Anyone who has a new family or, you know, young children, you can understand that, like, you become very immersed in that life. I think even a new business owner or a newly married person, like, you kind of, when you step into a different role, you kind of step out of the other role, which in my, in this case was like me as an individual. Um, I had definitely lost track of that part of myself. And so in starting my business and saying yes to this kind of first trip away, um, I was really acknowledging that need to say yes to myself. Yeah, that you needed and undeserved to have mm -hmm. your time as an individual, as a woman. Mm -hmm. Tell me about after the trip. What happened when you were back home? What was different? What changed? Um, well, I'll tie two things together. There's, there was this moment, I took a picture of myself right as we were in the boat getting onto Lake Auditlan, um, before I had that really powerful meditation, before I met that shaman. And, and then we came back and it, it was like this really physical way of seeing like the woman who got on that boat and the woman who got off on the other side of the lake were not the same person. And so it was a really like just one moment that kind of encapsulates what happened over that trip. Like when I came back, I had this deeper sense of, of confidence in my, what I wanted out of my life as uh, like with my connection to divine, to nature, to indigenous communities, to women how I wanted to show up and serve people and, and create these experiences. So just this greater sense of, of awareness and confidence and, um, and, and connection to my purpose is really what happened and how I changed. Like I just knew it was like an idea and on the other side of the lake, it was a reality. <coughs> Sorry about that. It's okay. <laughs> is, this is the definition of transformation, right? The person who went on the trip was not the same person that came back from the trip. And it's amazing that you experienced this clarity and this confidence. How long was this trip? 
Um, it was, I can't remember now if it was seven, I think it was seven days. Yeah. In one week, yeah. In one week, yeah. you noticed this change. Mm -hmm. What do you yeah. think was the biggest learning that you, you experienced? Um, I, <coughs> the biggest thing was trust is really just self-trust and belief, which I think is a hard lesson to learn. I, I think even if you're confident or, you know, you're really sure of something, trusting yourself or trusting the universe is a little bit scary. And, um, that was my biggest, my biggest lesson is just to really listen to, myself listen to my heart listen to my soul and to trust when things show up in your life that feel really powerful um that they were probably put there for a reason like i don't feel like you pick up a travel magazine and open to guatemala and then turn on a show and the movies in guatemala and then you go to you know somewhere else and they're doing like a photo display of pictures from guatemala that you should go like oh, I don't know what that means. You should be like, what does Guatemala mean? And, and answer that. And I, I think just we, we have as a society, I think really turned that part of ourselves off. And for me, um, I have always had these signs, but that analytical spreadsheet organizer side of myself was always very dismissive. And so this process really helped me to lean into that, to that side. Definitely. You just for being there, just being there will not change anything unless you understand why you right. are there. At least there's a meaning to this mm -hmm. transformation I did. Beautiful, beautiful food, Chris. I mm -hmm. like if you can, you know, because you said this was the, the last trip you did before the pandemic, then as a travel professional that you were just starting and you saw all these signs alignment and okay, this is what I want to do, this is what I meant to do, and then COVID hit. How did you take this, you know, news and how did you manage it and, and where are you now after when, when hopefully we see this at the end, we see the, the light at the end? Um, well, I mean, for me, the pandemic actually just amplified this intuitive listening because um, I really, at the beginning, I mean, I had my one year anniversary of my business three days before the pandemic, before we went into lockdown in the US. So it could have been this moment of like, well, that's it. Like clearly this isn't meant to be. And right away, I really started to feel um, guided towards um, creating my podcast as a way to tell the stories of why travel is important because I knew we would return to travel. But what I really envisioned was returning to travel that has a greater impact for us as travelers and as host communities. And so I just, I just kept leaning into that, like listening and saying yes. This was like my goal for that year before the pandemic started. So I didn't know was to like continue to trust my intuition and to say yes. And like, I had made a promise to myself that whatever nudge I heard, I would not say no, I would not chicken out. And some of these things were like, no, but I was like, okay, yes. <laughs> and I just kept saying yes. And honestly, like things just keep lining up. And right now I'm, I feel that resistance again. Like I just relaunched 
my travel company and I have trips finally going again. But I just am like, okay, let's just keep saying yes. It's gonna, it's gonna happen. And I think that that deep belief and connection is what I'm continuing to just work with. Like that's my journey right now. <laughs> I can relate because it's you know exactly what happened to me as well. And I started the podcast when the pandemic to keep the spirit up. I knew travel was not going anywhere. But it's true, talking to people and they put some fear. Are you sure you want to do this travel thing? And maybe you want to do a different thing because now with these viruses and all these things. So they make you doubt a little bit. But then if you're strong and you propose this strong, you say, no, this is what I want to do. This, I know I'm meant to do that. And, and overcame, overcoming that makes you stronger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In this yeah. case, we have all this, we will always will have this, uh, you know, proof we need to overcome as well to make sure this is what we want to do yeah yeah you always have to have that fire to come back to and like every time I try to say no to it it feels so bad so I'm like okay yes we'll just keep going I don't know what this it looks different but it's the same yes like I want people to experience the magic of the world and this type of connection and it might look different right now, but if as soon as I try to turn that off, I just feel like something dies a little bit in my heart. And so I'm like, okay, let's just yeah. keep going. <laughs> you know, this is the, the way you, you are meant to live. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Christine. We are already to the end of the call. But you know, I don't want to let you go until you share with us. What's the hidden gem you want to, you know, from the place you are from? Do you want to share today with us? Um, if, if there is something that you think is a must to visit, but maybe it's not that famous, what this would be? Um, well, I'm really lucky to have grown up in Montana, which is in the northwest of the United States, really close to the Canadian border in the Rocky Mountains. Um, a lot of people know Montana for Glacier National Park and Yellowstone National Park. And I grew up kind of like in this sweet spot right in the middle Um, on the shores of Flathead Lake. And so for me, um, it was actually something I didn't even appreciate growing up. I mean, I've traveled all over the world now and um, going back home, not only is going back home, but it's going to one of my favorite places. And I didn't have that appreciation as a child, but sitting um, with my feet in the water and it's like the clearest water with the most beautiful rocks. I'm actually looking at a picture of it on my computer behind me where I can see. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think um, it's a beautiful place for people to experience, but also hidden in that in and of itself is for other people just to look at the place they call home and look at it with someone else's eyes. Cause I really was lucky to guide a trip. My first trip I ever guided was to Montana and I was so angry at the moment because there was all these other places I could have been chosen for and I was chosen for this particular one. But it really opened my eyes to see the treasure and the blessing of where I grew up and what it means that that's my home. So, yeah. yeah. Sometimes it takes to, you know, go away and come back to value and appreciate what sometimes we take for granted because we have to so close that we don't see and sometimes yeah. you're seeing in the eyes of other people that's like, oh, okay, it's yeah. that good. Okay. And then you change, you know, the lens. Mm-hmm. So beautiful. Thank you for that, Christine. 
I would yeah. like also if you can share where people can contact you. If somebody wants to contact you, what's the best way to do so? Yeah, um, well, people can find all of my information on my website, which is lotussojourns.com. Um, and if they're curious about the podcast, they can find it there. They can also find me on Instagram at Lotus Sojourns or at Soul of Travel Podcasts. And if they send me a message there, I'll definitely respond to them. Um, uh, community and connection is like is my favorite thing. So if you reach out, I'm going to be so excited to explore what that connection means. Beautiful. Thank you very much, Christine. It's been a pleasure to have you on board today. Thank you. I'm so glad that we got to do this and glad that we mustered through our illnesses to make this happen. <laughs> Indeed. Thank you. And everybody tuning in, happy and safe travels. Bye, Christine. Talk soon.